0: The Gucci Girl, Prada Professional, Coach Queen, or Target Trendsetter. No matter how you describe her, she's the most powerful consumer in the country. WebmasterRadio.fm presents Purse Strings. Join marketing to women expert Maria Ritan, president at Lola Red, as she chats with those in the know so that your business can grow. Now, please welcome our host of Purse Strings, Maria Ritan.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to purse Strings. I'm your host, Maria Retan. Thanks so much for joining me today. You can catch purse Strings right here every Tuesday at 3 o'clock Eastern Time. Each and every week, you'll learn how you and your company can corner the market on the most powerful consumer in the country, the 51% of us who control more than 80% of all the spending, the woman. Well, if you're like most Americans, you watched the Super Bowl, right? Yep, I did too. And you probably watched it not only for the gameplay, but the ads. Um, so the net-net of it was, guess what? Budweiser won this, the Super Bowl, especially when it comes to social. This is uh, from Eric Sass, who wrote an article uh, called The Social Graph. Uh, and he is saying the king of beers definitely became the undisputed king of social media among all Super Bowl advertisers. Now, he's quoting data from Media Post Digital Engagement Index. Uh, Really, a lot of this fueled across Twitter and uh, YouTube. And we all know these ads came out on YouTube first, a lot of engagement happening before the big game day. Uh, But over the course of that entire time, uh, Budweiser's official accounts garnered more than 5 million engagement. Yep. Five million engagements across all their social platforms. That was followed by Nationwide with more than three million engagements. Coke right there behind Nationwide. Geico and BMW. T-Mobile, Snickers, Mercedes-Benz, and Mazda also were big winners. Now, it's interesting to see two car companies kind of um, following at the end of that trail. Usually, those tend to be a little higher. But in general, car companies weren't as represented this past Super Bowl. Now, YouTube did drive the biggest engagements. Uh, that Lost Puppy ad, yeah, the Lost Puppy ad um, got more than 4 million views on Sunday, bringing a total of 20 million views since it was released last week because keep in mind you could see that before the Super Bowl Uh, nationwide had a dual pronged ad strategy Um, you might remember that that Mindy Kaling ad where she tries to kiss Matt Damon one of my favorites Um, guess what only got about 300,000 views on YouTube um, and but really kind of spiked during the Super Bowl, so really interesting. Uh, Instagram really drove BMW and Mercedes Benz, so it got into play. Uh, Facebook, however, didn't do as well in driving ad watching. So really, the big drivers were Twitter. You will YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and then Facebook. Uh, but by far those top brands probably got their four million dollars worth of what it took to be uh, part of the Super Bowl play. Our purse profile today is the reasonable luxury mom. These are women in their 30s to early 40s, married with kids um, under age 12 in the home. Uh, household income up to 250 K, so quite affluent. Uh, they are constantly struggling with their desire to have luxury items and the role of being a mom. In fact, they might end up spending a lot on themselves but have a lot of guilt and selfishness um, related to it. They do want to supply as much as they can for kids, and um, their kids actually impact the brands that they buy. Uh, They are often in the car with more than one person, and you can imagine the dialogue going on in that car as kids are asking to go here and there. Um, They do shop different stores for the best price, always looking for special offers. They're shopping specialty stores because they appreciate the service that they receive. Their kids do influence where they shop, I mean, their, excuse me, their friends influence where they shop, and they often will seek advice before buying new things. They really will always shop brands because they have a lot of comfort around brands. They have their favorite brands. These are brands like Chanel and Victoria's secret, for example, Clinique, L'Oreal. they're shopping at gap and J crew as well. Um, and they're driving, uh, Mazda ironically and Mercedes Benz. Now look at that. Um, so those ads were probably connecting with this particular woman. Um, online, they're at Disney and Amazon, and they're watching a lot of HGTV, Nickelodeon, and Disney as well. Um, so my guest today is trying to intersect with these women. Uh, Margie Bladdock is the author of Motherload Manifesto. It's a call to action for women everywhere to create personal financial independence through social entrepreneurship. Um, Margie herself is an entrepreneur, a property developer, a financial advisor, and a mom. Her book, The Motherload, manifesto how to conceive a fortune and give birth to your wildest dreams is really a play by play of creating a master plan for yourself Um, and she's going to be on today to talk about why she did this why she's undertaking it and how you can be successful too she's joining us all the way from queensland australia i'm thrilled that she can make the time to be on the program today you're going to want to stick around for margie um, baldock when we return in just a moment
0: Purse Drinks will be right back after a word from our advertisers.
2: Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. ShipStation helps online retailers ship orders faster. It's so easy to set up and use. ShipStation gives you tools to automatically import. Manage and ship your orders in the most cost-efficient way. Save money with the best USPS rates possible as well as a free USPS account. ShipStation integrates with all the most popular e-commerce platforms and shipping carriers. Get shipping done no matter where you sell or how you ship. WebmasterRadio.fm listeners get an additional 30 days free after the free 30-day trial. Go to ShipStation.com WebmasterRadio now. Shipping Nirvana. Find out why you should trust your website with Orange Hill. Contact Orange Hill for a consultation today at OrangeHillDevelopment.com.
0: Her Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan.
1: Welcome back to Purse Strings. My guest today is Margie Bulldog. She's the author of The Mother Loan Manifesto, which she calls a revolutionary call to action for women everywhere to create personal financial independence through social entrepreneurship and with the ultimate goal of transfer, transforming the world at the same time. It is a step-by-step plan designed to assist women to buy back our time, which I know I personally need to do, and uh, transform our current uh, kind of scary past sometimes of our world and where it's heading. So I'm really excited to have Margie on. She's done a little bit of everything. She's an entrepreneur, property developer, financial advisor, and mom, and author. Her book, as I said before, is The Motherload Manifesto, How to Conceive a Fortune and Give Birth to Your Wildest Dreams. And I should mention that she's calling me all the way from Queensland, Australia. Margie, welcome to the show. Oh Maria, thank you for that beautiful introduction and for having me on your show. I'm really excited to be with you today. Oh, I'm really excited to have you because I know it's very, very early. Well, not very, very early, but it's early enough there in Australia mm-hmm. right now. So thank you for making the time. Now, You're the Motherlode, Um Manifesto, as I mentioned, is a book, but it's really, it's really a call to action um, for all of us listening today and those around the world. Did this call originate from your personal and your professional life or one maybe more so than the other?
3: Look, it's a great question, Maria, and the truth is all of it. I think all of okay. us, our life calls to us to express uh, our journey. And for me, it began at age four when my mum got divorced and found herself having to go into the workforce full-time after being a mum and trying to make an income while raising two young girls. And I remember thinking just it was really unfair because she had such dignity and grace about it and just did what was needed. But it was just so tough on her. And so I remember making that decision that I would never rely on a man, sadly, um, or someone else to take care of me financially. And that's Mm. a pretty young age to make a big decision like that. I didn't fully understand that until becoming an adult, but really I made that decision at a young age that I was not going to be taken care of regardless of the cultural paradigm. Because our culture does say to women that it's not your job to take care of yourself financially. In fact, 40% of women say they feel they'll be unattractive to men and intimidating if they do take care of themselves financially. But what I've discovered is is that cultural paradigm extracts a very hefty price for women because 70% of women live in poverty at some time as a result of buying into that paradigm. And I've discovered through my research that all these myths that hold women in poverty are literally myths Because women make better investors than men, and we're better in business than men, and the research is clear on that. So we don't lack the ability. We simply lack the cultural uh, construct that it's possible and it's desirable for women to be financially free. So my goal is really to change the perception about women and money and women and power. Mm
1: -hmm. Wow. Well, and it's... Interesting because that is not an easy. It's not an easy thing to do to change that. To, to change society's view is a very bold uh, plan of yours, and it's gonna. It's one that I think many share with you, and it takes a very long time to change the kind of the cultural, uh, the way culture approaches women and our role in it. Do you feel like women in general, uh, besides the fact that they may feel like society doesn't support them in their ability to take responsibility for their lives but do you also feel like maybe they haven't had the information they needed to do so into now and then therefore maybe also haven't had the confidence to do that what do you think besides the societal view are there other yeah. things that are within our control that are maybe keeping us back also
3: Yeah, absolutely, Maria. You've hit the nail on the head. It is a lack of opportunity, which really comes to a lack of education. But I really think we have to go one step back even further to really solve this. Um, And that's to the whole subconscious programming that women... Uh, have in their baggage, Um, and the reason I now realise it goes that far back is because my message has been really popular with guys who want their wives and daughters to be free because they can see it because they've not been subjected to the programming, but I've had a lot of anger from women saying, I don't want to be financially free, I want to be taken care of because we've had two and a half thousand years of patriarchal, uh, patriarchal programming saying that that is women's role. So women have formulated values about that, saying I am a certain role in my family and my values are all stacked around that. So changing that is very, very difficult. And you've got to remember that it was only you know, very recently that women had the legal right to own property and to uh, take on any work at all. And only just over 100 years ago, we had constructs from Freud, such as women had penis envy and anatomy is destiny. So it's only a very short time that we've had the idea that women can become educated and can actually play a role outside the family. So for 2,500 years before that, women have been objects, we were traded, between tribes when we started agriculture two and a half thousand years ago and pretty much the idea that you you could take control of your own body and your own sexuality and your own power was unacceptable and women got burnt at the stake if they dared to do it so you can understand that we've got this god we're beyond that Well, I know, but it's it's really still in our brains because we've just had it reinforced for such a long time. But the good news is that for 200,000 odd years or longer, before that, we had a hunter-gatherer society that was relatively equal. And so we know that there is possibility of having a balance again. It is possible, but we really need women to decide that anything but a balance is unacceptable because men aren't going to hand it to us not that men no. are bad guys, they're part of the cultural paradigm as well, but if we don't step up and say, hey, we're not we're not playing small anymore because the culture suggests we should then they will be allowed to play at the table. And I'll give you a, a little example, last year we had Miley Cyrus, who is this amazingly powerful talented girl, you know, making $40 million plus a year in her career, she's at the top of her game, comparable to, to anybody, and what is she known for is her twerking scandal. Mm-hmm. So, you know, this idea that, you know, women have to keep falling back on sexuality to sell themselves is, is really depressing. And the time has come to say, enough, yeah, enough, is- let's be powerful on our own right.
1: Right. Well, and... Your goal, this goal that you have to create one million new female millionaires mm-hmm. is really a statement about getting back that power, right? Achieving that power. Yeah. Um, how do you plan on achieving it? I, I think that's a really tremendous milestone, a tremendous goal. I commend you for it. How do you plan on, on making it happen?
3: Great. Thank you for asking the question. Because if we do make a million, millionaires, that's, you know, we've made a trillion dollar impact. And that's the immediate impact. So the ripple effect from that will be a quadrillion dollar impact, which means literally transforming uh, the planet. And where I got this idea is really simple. It's I read a book in 2001 called Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Have you heard of that, Maria?
1: Yes, I have. Yes, I have.
3: Here's a book about accounting. So it took a lot of time for people to be even interested in listening to that story. But now the whole planet pretty much has heard of it if they haven't read about it. You know, 26 million copies sold. And really, this is a really boring topic. It's about why you can get financially free faster by being a business owner because of the the accounting laws. Now, I was an accountant. I had done an accountant degree, and I hadn't thought of something that simple because I'd been trained to be an accountant for a corporation for a day job. So when I read his book, I went, that's what I'm after. Financial freedom. Oh, okay. I've got to be in business for myself. They didn't teach me that in my three-year business degree, which kind of was, you know, maddening. All of a sudden, I'd been trained to be a corporate person, which ensured I would be enslaved by his book. So, Mm. in reading that simple book, I went, "Hang on, my thinking is what needs to change." So, the day that I decided I am going to be financially free, and now I know it means I must be in business for myself, and the business of Margie Baldock will set me free. That started the journey that I'm on now, which meant trying all the strategies to get financially free and finally working out which worked for me and then getting financial freedom. And so what I wish to do now is really just give that concept that it's okay for women to desire financial freedom and then explain, now once you've decided you're going to have it, it's fairly simple to have. But the very hard part we have with women is getting them to desire and decide that they in their own right will be financially free. So if I can achieve that, an idea virus that it's okay and that is okay but your quality of life will improve so much that it's actually a wise decision to make then i know we can make a massive change for the the quality of life of women on planet earth
1: that's fantastic And I just love that story. You know, that book, um, I personally have not read it, but I had on another person, very, very similar to you, uh, very focused on empowering women. And and her case was through business ownership and being a savvy businesswoman. And she also quoted that book. So that Mm -hmm. book is making, uh, has has been lighting a a spark in many a woman's brain, I think, for quite some time. And I wonder if he knows that. I wonder if the author is (laughs) aware of the impact that he's had. I
3: think he set out to do that because it took two years. No one was interested in the book at all when he started. He couldn't get it published, and that was back when you had to have a publisher these days yes. you can self-publish. So I absolutely think he, he knows. He, he was determined to make an impact, and he insisted and persisted even when no one wanted to hear the message. Now it's a household message. So even if you haven't read the book, you know the idea that, you know, you, you do need to minimize your taxes by to get ahead, and business is a great way to do that. So, he really put that into the public consciousness. Mm-hmm. So, all I want to do is the same thing by saying it's okay, it's sexy for a woman to be financially free, and it's mm-hmm. sexier than using your body. You know, that's all mm-hmm. a simple, simple uh, change in thinking is all I'm really trying to achieve.
1: Yeah. And you do have a focus on social entrepreneurship, correct? Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, and and that's really because the thing that is unique about women, when we get money, we tend to invest it in our family and then our community rather than buying expensive toys to show off. We are different animals than men, and I want to be a different animal. We are unique. But where women are amazing is when we solve a problem, we solve it with great aptitude and skill. But what women don't understand is in the problems that turn up in your life is your life speaking to you to say, this is where you can add value. And if you look at your life, Maria, you've probably solved many, many problems. But if you really look at it, you could help other people shortcut that same problem with the experience you gained from solving your own problem so there's a fortune in every problem that turns up in your life that you successfully solve and if you would just simply say I'm going to use that as an act of service an act of love where I help other people solve the problem I already solved for myself then there's fortunes to be made but more importantly there's fulfillment because when you use the pain in your life to create value for yourself and other people, it's a transformative experience. And I actually believe that's why we are here on planet Earth. It is literally a gift of saying, I'm using my life to improve other people's lives. And Oprah Winfrey is a beautiful example of that, where she you know, went through child abuse and body image issues, and instead of um, letting that hold her back, she decided to make those taboos okay to talk about and as a result she's really taken the burden off so many people globally by doing that so I want to shine a light on all the taboos that women endure so that we can turn our experience into something of value and a gift to transform all of us.
1: So Margie tell us a little bit about the actions that women need to be taking.
3: Well, Maria, I think the first step is deciding to value financial freedom, and we've already touched on that, that the whole purpose of this idea virus. But once we've got past the idea that it's okay and it's desirable to seek financial freedom, the next step is the education that's needed to get the strategies to succeed. So that means reading books, attending seminars, networking, and so on. Now, to assist uh, your listeners to make that easier, what I've done is put together a 12-step pathway to abundance program, which looks at every single step from mindset through to setting the goals, through to creating a financial plan and so on, right down to the ultimate goal of leaving a legacy for the next generation and break it down into actual worksheets and action steps so that we're not saying, hey, become financially free, then work it out on your own. So what I've tried to do on top of the rich dad thing of inspiring people as to why they should do it, I've really tried to focus on the, okay, now you've decided you're going to do it. How do you get together a plan of attack that's going to get you from where you are today with your current income to where you wish to be with your future desired income? And it really looks at the gap in between those two positions and says, let's take a seven-year window and get you from a to Z in that seven-year time frame.
1: Mm, I love it. So you take a long-range look at their goals and really help them get there
3: correct and that's because in 7 years you can achieve more than you think but in 1 year you can achieve less than you think so what i found is effective is to have a big goal for what you'd really like so that by the t- end of 7 years you are absolutely financially free and you're living your fulfilled dream life but to obtain that you need to break that back into 12 you know 7 12 year plans sorry yes, yeah, 7 12 month plans and then break that back into 90 day plans and then weekly plans so i explained how to do all of that in my free Worksheets.
1: Okay, fabulous. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want to talk about success and what success looks like. I recognize that it's going to be highly personal for everyone, but let's take a look at success and when women know that they've succeeded, actually, after the end of those seven years. More from Margie Blodick. when we return in just a moment.
0: Purse Drinks. We'll be right back after a word from our advertisers. Purse Strings is back with the inside track on today's women. Once again, here's Maria Ritan.
1: And welcome back to Purse Strings. I'm talking today with Margie Boldock. She's an entrepreneur, property developer, financial advisor, mom, and author, and in fact, that's why she's here today, sharing insights from her book, Mother Lode Manifesto, How to Conceive a Fortune and Give Birth to Your Wildest Dreams. And we've been talking today about kind of this cultural phenomenon that's been happening over thousands and thousands and millions of years on uh, treating women and in, in really keeping us down and holding us back based on societal outlooks on women and our traditional roles and how it's been a rather, I guess, new phenomenon for women to really take control of where they're going both personally and professionally and really becoming, uh, Margie, what you say is financially free. And that's really what your book is about is how they can live their really their best life. And you, you break it down, as you were saying right before the last break, into these steps that um, is really achievable over a seven-year time horizon. And I'm imagining, besides being financially free, there are other markers of success. So can you talk a little bit about how when, how women who go through this multi-step process, this master plan, as you call it, know when they've actually succeeded? And, and will success be more money, more time, or maybe some other things? Oh, I love that question,
3: Maria. It's such an important question. And the great thing is, is one of the steps I have is explaining to women how they can work out what their highest values are. And in my experience, whatever is the top three values in your, say, top five values, that's what will turn up in your life. And so if you actually are honest and look at your life, you're getting exactly what you value right now. So if you don't like your life, then you either need to modify your values or or, or just to be really honest about your values and accept that your values are different to someone else's who you might envy. So once you've done that exercise, you really realise what matters to you. And what I believe success is it is not a bank account balance at all. It's actually when your life, you're living your life according to those top values. And the reason that's success is because you feel fulfilled inside when you do that. And the challenge all of us have is setting values that are our values, unique to us, versus the values that mum and dad put on us with their baggage, society puts on us with their perceptions of what it is to be um, alive in today's culture and it takes a lot of courage to actually really honestly put what your values are and then design a life around your values, not someone else's imposed ideal values. And I know when I've lived according to someone else's values, Meaning, I chased the glamorous day jobs that I thought would make me happy, you know, by you know everyone else's eyes. That when I got them, so for example, I wanted to become a TV reporter because I thought that was glamorous and I'd get prestige, and I achieved that, and then it didn't feel that terrific. And I realised I was doing it to look good, not to feel good. So the day when I went, you know what, I'm going to stop doing things to look good because no one else cares, you know, really about how I feel. Only I do. So the day I decided to focus on that feeling mm-hmm. good, I created new values in line with who I truly am and I realized financial freedom was really important because of my unique story and so the joy I get in being free and being able to share the gift of how to do the same to other people is so fulfilling that I don't care if people like it, hate it or anything else because it's fulfilling to me. So it isn't a bank balance, it isn't a certain amount of time, because when I've retired and taken my time that's so important to me, I get very bored. So the joy of actually Mm -hmm. serving other people with my gift is fulfillment for me, and that is what I think is the true secret sauce.
1: I love it. I just love it. And I know that uh, you have many, many examples of women who have gone through your master plan and have achieved their values of success, their definition of success. Can you share a few of those with us today? Oh gosh, that's a, a tough one because you you know it's hard to sort of tell other people's stories
3: um, without getting their consent first. Uh, so you know, yeah. So gosh, that means. I think it's, you know, it is early days because I've launched this book only in last year. And what I'm finding, firstly, is it, there is a process of accepting all this knowledge and then having that mm-hmm. that penny drop of, oh, my gosh, I, this is actually possible for me. And now I get it. So I guess right. I'm really in that first stage with the women mm-hmm. I'm working with from this book. And that's that, that's that excitement of, oh, my gosh, I absolutely, you know, I love my husband. I love my children. But you're giving me permission to be myself, you're giving me permission to actually come up with a strategy that is fulfilling, give me a voice, and at the end of it, I will have all the choices that I could want. And what's really exciting is seeing how those women are being supported by their men who think it's really Wonderful that their women can see the value in bringing more money to the family, more um, expression of who they are. So my experience is in when you have men who support women in this journey, you have a typically an equal relationship, and it's a it's a really effective relationship. So when you have men who are nervous about their women doing this, perhaps they themselves are not particularly fulfilled as human beings, so want to keep their women back. So we're really we're not at a stage where we can say, hey, we've we've started with. uh, you know the thousand women, and they are already mm-hmm. a million bucks because it isn 't like that. this is absolutely a transformational right. journey. but what I can say is is the the mental the transformation that I've seen um, in women in the past 12 months is just exciting because I can see we've started it. Mm-hmm. The, the penny dropping, these are women who often, who are very, very powerful high flyers in the corporate world, who are on big incomes or have been before they had children and they've had to go to part-time or they've had to come back at a lower level because they've got less hours. Um, so these are women who are used to being the boss, They're used to being successful, not all of them, but some of them. But they're the ones who are going, oh, my gosh, this is going to give me the time I thought I'd get from my corporate job, plus the wealth, plus the status, plus I get to actually be who I really am. And, you know, talking with those women and hearing their dreams for their lives that were set aside when children came along and career drained them is is so beautiful. It is a gift to me. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I don't know if that answers your question. And I actually. look forward to maybe talking to you in another. Well, and no, you did. You actually did. And and I'm excited for you to be at the the beginning of this journey and working with the women that you're working at with um, through this journey because I think in another 12 months, uh, when you're back on the show and I ask you that question again, <laughs> you're going to have some pretty dynamic, uh, pretty dynamic examples because you'll have been working with some women over the course of t- of two years, well on True. their way um, of that yeah. seven year journey. So I i look forward to that so for people who are listening today and they're like i need to know more about the Motherload manifesto where do you recommend they go to get your book
3: well, there are two options. The first is good old Amazon. It's available there in Kindle and paperback. Or uh, our listeners today can come to my website, which is motherloadmanifesto.com. And I've got a whole lot of videos there where I elaborate on some of the ideas we've talked about today so they can get more information. They can download for free those worksheets that I've mentioned. Now, obviously, all the videos on how to implement them will also come to them via email. But they would need to read the book to fully understand how to implement them. Those, but I can get a great taste of it and say, hey, is this for me or not for me? And, and that's, that's totally free to do that.
1: Ah, oh, fabulous. Wonderful. Well, Margie, I'm just so excited for you on this journey. Congratulations on the success of your book, Load Manifesto. And I'm envious of the woman that, women that you're working with right <laughs> now, and I look forward to hearing more about their Aww. success over the next 12 months. And I just wish you continued success.
3: Thank you, Maria. I really appreciate the invitation to join you on your show and love chatting with you. Great questions. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much. And thanks to my producer, George. And please join me right here next week for another edition of Purse Drinks, three o'clock Eastern time. Until then, make it a great one.